Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. everybody so glad you could join us it's kind of cool to be able to gather people around in these times where we have to isolate to kind of gather at least electronically so that we can share energies information and insight I want to thank Ken Quiethawk again for his amazing intro he is a native storyteller and if you search him out on the internet you will find what an amazing talented and gifted individual he is he and his wife have preserved native tor- storytelling, a keeping of their history and cosmology, and have been sharing it with countless millions of people. Check it out. It's a very insightful and interesting um, tradition, and they are amazing and just uh, uh, phenomenal people. Mary Joyce returns to Nightlight tonight with very interesting information about recent sightings of UFOs in the area of cashiers. The pictures bring to question as to whether the government has taken possession of yet another downed craft, as well as the amazing pictures of the translucent UFOs over Lake Kiwi in South Carolina. Mary has worked for two major metropolitan newspapers, the Orlando Sentinel in Florida as an artist and columnist, and the Oakland Press in Michigan as a Sunday magazine editor and then a feature editor. On the side, she's written magazine articles and books, and since 2008, she has been the main researcher and editor for the Skyships Over Cashiers website, which features a wide variety of cutting-edge topics, from UFOs to secret underground bases, from Bigfoot to Cherokee Little People, Mary has gone from investigating mob stories in Detroit, including Jimmy Hoffa's death, to interviewing people in the highest top secret clearances with the highest top secret clearances about clandestine government activities. She even has had a face has has had face-to-face interviews with a whistleblower with cosmic top secret clearance who once worked with the top tier of the infamous international cabal. Because of her website and books, she's been a frequent guest on radio and TV shows in the USA, Canada, and the United Kingdom and Australia. And you can find her amazing website at skyshipsovercashiers.com. I highly recommend you check it out. It's a fascinating website. The material is always fresh and, and fascinating. And not only are the, are, are the articles changed very, very recently, but her archives are there as well. So you can go back to decades of material of her hard work and her insight and her professionalism. She is an incredible lady with a fabulous website, and I'm so glad she shares her time with us. Welcome to the show, Mary. Hi, I'm glad to hear your voice again. How are you doing? <laughs> well, I have majored becoming a hermit. <laughs> well, you're not alone. We're in a land of hermits. I know. It's really quite amazing. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking that, you know, if I had to do this on a mountaintop, I'd be in big trouble. So 
Um, I'm glad they're they're starting to loosen the reins, so to speak, and 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 yet I I have a blissfully beautiful place to be quarantined in, but I still am itching to get out there and um, someday in in the distant future, rubbing elbows with the rest of humanity. Uh, after a while, you begin to miss people, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you you and I are both in really good positions. I live in a, a place that looks up at this uh, uh, Blue Ridge Parkway, and there's a oh lot my. of space, so we, I don't feel cramped in. I really, really ache for the people that are in small apartments in big cities. Being confined in a small space is quite different than what you and I are going through. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean and and had we not had the technology we have. Um, Everything I, I would mean, be it, shut down, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, at Easter time, for the very first time ever, um, we pulled on, on the computer, on Zoom, we pulled 13 members of the family together. Now, that many has never been together before. Wow. So it That's was, a good thing. It was, oh, it was, it was just Amazing, and and you know now I'm sitting back saying, oh my gosh, we could have done this every major holiday, and stayed in touch, and and we haven't. But I promise, you know, I promised everybody. I said at least two or three times a year we're going to do this because um, it keeps you connected at least electronically to to right. people that you're related to that are family. So, Sounds like a good but, plan. But, it, it it is a great plan, and I keep reminding myself that I'm going to do it because you know I things kind of get in the way of stuff, and then you forget these these moments of insight and clarity and a way of bringing family or good friends you know back together. If you if you can't do it in person, you can do it even face to face on the computer. So it's not as bad as it might have been. It certainly hasn't stopped the radio show going, which I'm you know delighted with. Um, Mark is Mark is running into all sorts of electronic trouble because where he he lives he keeps losing his signals. So, mm. but but knocking on wood, I haven't. So well, I get to talk to you. Okay, where do we want to go with this tonight? Well, you know, I was I was really I was fascinated over both of the articles that you suggested on the website. Um, and the one that fascinates me the most, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work. I, I'll do is, you know, second. Um, but uh, you, you have photographs on your website um, of a uh, a military vehicle, and it looks like it's it's carrying a UFO. Um, is, is that... that is really interesting. We have a, um, a Facebook manager uh, who takes some of our stories and puts them on Facebook because that is one way of reaching people. That is not our major way of reaching people. Usually it's just in the hundreds that would, you know, tap into it. And I'm really not quite sure why this one has taken off in such a major way. Uh, This picture of a military transport with lots of wheels close together. Uh, It looks like there's 12 on each side, double tires. So there'd be 24 tires which means it's carrying a very heavy load, and there is something that does indeed look like a disc-shaped UFO. And I didn't, um, you know, just blow away that possibility because a number of years ago, um, one of the people who lives up there actually saw a small disc-shaped UFO landed in actually a horse pasture uh, northwest of, uh, of Cashers. So that possibility is really there. And, of course, as you know, there have been all sorts of different kinds of UFOs over cashers. Then there is this very unusual um, piece of equipment that's on the back end of this transport vehicle. And it looks like one of the um, oh, they're missile firing devices. They're, they're rectangular flat boxes where they have multiple missiles or rockets in them. And they can yeah. tip it up toward the air and, you know, shoot off rockets. And so you have these two pieces of equipment. Now, I'm not ready to decide that that is indeed what we're seeing. Uh, because um, just very recently I, I uh, was contacted by a man who may have a, a down-to-earth 
um, explanation for it, uh, and it's something I'm certainly going to check into further. But anybody at first glance is going to look at this photo and think, that looks like it might be a downcraft. And uh, until I can, you know, uh, check things many different ways, that's the the dominant feeling right now. Um, so I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we got a photo of it. The photo was actually taken by somebody who uh, is an official in, in the in the governments up there. You know, they're small towns, but nevertheless, it's an official. And uh, we were given a copy of it. Uh, it was taken. I could not get the date pinned down. It was either April 9th or April 10th. And uh, it was going on one of these winding back roads uh, north between Cashers and Highlands in the mountains of western North Carolina. Very mysterious uh, piece well, of equipment. It, it, it clearly is a military vehicle. I mean, that's what it sure does look like. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, that 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 icky olive green that nobody has other than the military. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have joined the army because I can't stand that color. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, no. I would have to go with the navy or something so I could wear blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, 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 they're flying an American flag. It appears on it. That's which, definitely an American flag. Yeah. Which, which you know, makes one wonder, and it does. It absolutely looks like a missile launcher. There's no doubt about that. And and I didn't, you know, I had to spend a lot of time going through uh, different photos on the internet of different kinds of missile launchers. And in the posting, I've uh, include three photos of, uh, you know, three different variations on it. So you can kind of see the similarity. But like I said, I, I can't be one of these people who just, you know, jumps on something that's a UFO and that's absolutely what it has to be. I am going to pursue this other uh, possibility, um, and if I find out something credible, um, I'll, I'll, you know, update the information. But what I meant to tell you right off the bat and then got sidetracked is that we've had more hits on that Facebook posting than any Facebook paste, uh, posting we've ever had. And I don't think the count shows up on everybody's Facebook, but it does on the owner's page. And yeah. we had we have um, uh, when I looked yesterday, there was uh, between twenty three and twenty four thousand hits for our Facebook pages. That's a very large number. Yeah. Well, for anybody's, I would think. Um, no, not for I, anybody. I, there's there's some big shots out there that de- deal in big numbers, but for those of us who you know stay you know, between 100 and a, and no more than 1,000, that's pretty good. Absolutely, that shows a, a lot of interest in, in what was being seen. Well, now, two questions. Mm-hmm. Where could it possibly have been going from or to in the I have not road? been able to figure that out yet. I really haven't. And so the mystery continues. You know, what was it doing up there on a mountain ridge? Uh, where was it going? Where had it been? Um, I mean, what what is there in North Carolina, as far as army base or whatever, that that would have something like this creeping along the back? We road? don't have any army or military bases here in the mountains where we are. We absolutely do not. However, we do have uh, an underground um, facility beneath the uh, the Balsam Mountain Ridge, which would be. Um, East of Cashers, maybe, I don't know, maybe 30 miles away or something like that. We do have that, and we do have, and we have had reports from eyewitnesses who've seen small craft go into a lake that's adjacent to this underground facility, so it's probably used as an entrance into the underground. Uh, it's an underground facility that's uh, reported to be six stories deep and city size and totally self-sufficient. And we've gotten confirmation of that from people with, uh, you know, top security clearance. So that is a is a military facility. Then we had um, uh, another place that uh, is hidden beneath a hydrology plant that would be um, southwest of Franklin, North Carolina. And it looks like a normal one-story building out in the mountains. And, you know, a hydrology plant doesn't sound like anything unusual. 
but uh, we had a um, whistleblower uh, who worked for Duke Energy, which is our po- is our power company here, and he had to go there t- uh, when they were putting in new, um, I don't know, GPS or whatever they needed to do, meters, and uh-huh. he he had to go into the facility. In order to go into it, he had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, and when that expired, that's when he contacted us. There were... There was an elevator that he went, they took him down, and then he went to another place and took an elevator down to another level. So this place that looks like a one-story facility dealing just with water has this amazing mystery beneath it. And uh, he knew there were cameras on him, so he had to you know, behave himself when his escort went to check on something. And he noticed that there were a number of doors in the hallway and each one had a label like lab or, you know, equipment. But one said kennel, which puzzled him. What in the world would a, a kennel, why would they have one at a at a water plant or a hydrology place? And he did ask a question, and somebody um, kind of went into a daze and said, indicated that it wasn't just animals they did experiments on. So here we have another mystery that's not too far from this place. I don't know. I, I have so many loose ends on this story, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the end of them and make absolute you know, conclusions or not, but it's certainly something I'm not finished with. Is this the same area where, where, where people were hearing the underground grinding of, of digging beneath them, deep beneath uh, them? Beneath the Perry Center, which is the Pisca Astronomical Research Institute, which is on the Balsam Ridge, yes, mm-hmm. and they, uh, uh, there's also indications that you know tunneling has been done between there and other facilities to the north. Um, this has been confirmed because people who live along that ridge have, for X amount of time, felt and heard digging, grinding sounds beneath their homes or beneath their feet, and then it would quit. Well, if they're digging a tunnel, that would make some kind of sense. They would only be making a racket beneath your house for a while. So um, Uh there's a lot. I'm beginning to think, not beginning, I have concluded that much of the earth looks like Swiss cheese. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, well, that's always been my thought, that, that, you know, they have put stuff, so far out of our reach that, that for the most part we don't even sense it. But, of course, the grinding is something that people have sensed. I just, um, it always makes me wonder, you know, was this craft, I mean, the, the one thing, UFOs are unidentified flying objects. So, yes, they are all over the place. Correct. But are they ours? Are they terrestrial? Are they Well, it's gotten muddier and muddier. You know, back, uh, I don't know. For example, I was getting reports from people about a long line of UFOs that was flying uh, over a nearby town. Hendersonville, North Carolina uh, was the most recent one. And, you know, I've, I've got pictures of it, and it looks really mysterious. It, it's a truly a line of UFOs that are, you know, pretty evenly spaced between each other. Well, I started to do research on this and found out that um, uh, it, it, that's a totally man-made thing. Um, you probably are familiar with Elon Musk, and he yeah. has um, uh, a company. It's the SpaceX Corporation. And he um, applied for, um, I guess, a patent or an application for a non geostationary orbit satellite system, which means it wouldn't be land-based. And uh-huh. he has, um, as by um, April 16th of this year, which is, you know, this month, um, uh-huh. they had launched uh, 362 of what they call mini or small M-I-N-I satellites, and they're lined up together so they work as a major satellite communication system that links to something on the ground. And the plans that he has are quite incredible. 
The plan is to launch 60 more of these every two weeks of this year. And with the idea by the end of the year, they'll have 12,000 of these in the in up in the air. The mere 300 and whatever it was, 362, that was enough yeah. to get everybody's attention. You can imagine what it's going to be like when they have 12,000 of them. And he even thinks about extending it to as many as 42,000. Now, the so other will, side of it will, go ahead. Yeah, it will create then a network around the globe, literally. Yeah, literally. That's what it looks like. And it to will make purpose? internet, uh, uh, it would just make um, uh, internet connections incredible. Now, there's a downside to this. The astronomers yeah. are not happy at all. And uh, I don't have this posted on the website yet. It, it may get put up next week. Um, but I have uh, two pictures. I actually have three. Uh, one is one that was taken here close by. And then there's one where you can see several lines of these streaking across the sky uh, above the trees in southern Brazil. And the shot that really shows you why the astronomers aren't pleased with this Starlink system is because you can see through the uh, scope in this photo, or the, their telescope, and you can see all these diagonal white lines in their field of vision. And I'm going, no wonder they are not happy. So uh, that will be posted at uh, the website, which uh, is skyshipsovercashers.com. Cashers is spelled like a cashier at the grocery store, even though they say cashers. Skyships over cashers, and, and on the home page, uh, when it's posted, it'll be uh, on, at the top of the right-hand side. Well, if that kind of a network is created, I mean, it, yeah, probably will make um, internet stuff fabulous. At the same time, it controls everything beneath it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you know, the, these feel like a good idea. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that it's a good idea. I, I don't. Uh, it's uh, probably not just the astronomers that will be affected, and the stuff that we humans put up into orbit, eventually it comes down or it goes gliding around as space junk. And uh, I, I have a hunch we already have too much debris floating around the planet just from things we as humans have done in the past. It just—it sounds frightening because it does mean that that while well, it may make, you know, yeah, Internet radio better and stuff like that. It also means that it will control it. If they don't like what you're saying you're doing, they can shut you down. Mm -hmm. That's probably the case now, too. In fact, I do run into that with our website. They, the famous, infamous they doesn't always like what we do. And yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm right along with you. I have been um, punished a number of times. <laughs> I'll share one of my stories. If you share one of yours, what have they done? Sure. Um, I had put up some material about questioning, you know, where um, my questioning was who's in control of the government, you know, who are the puppeteers and who are the puppets. And my my premise was that, that our government, even what people call our deep state, they are puppets to a greater, deeper organization that is that is terrestrial, but they are controlling literally the world with the aim of um, making it a one-world order and a one-world government. Forget the word government because it will not be a government. It will be more like a dictatorship. Correct. And I think I think we're on our way. And I um, I, I was. You know, warning people to to pay attention, to don't be one of those sheeple that, you know, just goes along with the crowd. Um, because at some point in time, you're going to find that your freedoms are all gone. And and it's within our generation. It's not something that, you know, we were looking for our great-grandchildren to have to fight this. It's something that's happening now, and, and we should be paying attention to it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I was the, shut down, you know, my website was shut down, my Facebook was shut down, everything was shut down for almost a month. Ah, oh, so you got and your, your hands slapped. Oh, did I ever. 
I mean, yeah. I, I, I still talk it, but I, I'm a little more careful about where I put it out there. <laughs> uh, initially, you know, I would periodically um, have things happen. I'll just give one quick example. Uh, we use Google Earth uh, to show people entrances into Antarctica or facilities that aren't ancient um, mm-hmm. on Mars, and with probably within a day, but no more than two days, uh, either the uh, coordinates that I provide for, for people uh, will no longer work. It won't take you to a place that you can see it anymore. Uh, one of the situations, it actually looked like somebody chose to pour Indian ink over this whole entrance. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that I've gotten in the past. Now, they really came down on me when uh, we posted something real recently, and it, it's just um, it's titled Deadly Serious Alert. It fits in with what you're talking about, which is this ET um, infiltrating the human civilization. And um, uh-huh. uh, they refer to – and we're, there's different kinds of ETs, and I do not yeah. lump them all together. But the ones that are having the most awful influence right now um, are known by some people as the dominators. And they they just see the earth as something to be exploited for their benefit. And uh, it's really kind of, it is creepy. They talk about the earth as being the farm because they actually um, like to consume people. And this may very well uh, be part of the explanation of why David Polides, who's written a series of missing uh, people, especially children, he has a series uh-huh. of books called the 411 books. And um, there are, there's a tremendous number of, like, children or homeless people that just disappear seemingly forever. Um, worse, you know, worse than that, that aspect of the ETs has teamed up with the worst aspect of humans within our government or our global elite um, just to, you know, control us. And uh, uh, the stuff with them spraying the chemicals with debilitating or deadly toxins. Um, uh-huh. You know, it's just it's just sinister. It's just like a really bad sci-fi movie. And we also had... Um, a man with uh, above-top security clearance who has proven to be right on a number of occasions, so we tend to believe that what he tells us is correct. And he um, absolutely uh, told us that um, the coronavirus was created in a lab. It was created in, Uh it's called a BSL-4 lab. Now, that is a biological safety level 4, which is the highest level. And... uh, uh, it was created, according to him, in, in a BSL laboratory in um, Canada. The paperwork went through the United States, or the CDC, and it was delivered to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is another BSL-4 uh, lab. And these are the kind of labs that work with the highly dangerous exotic microbes uh, that can be fatal. Uh, the best-known ones are Ebola and SARS. So um, not only has this been created, um, it's been designed uh, to a really, well, I don't know the full extent of what it's intended to do, but he said it is uh, aimed more at men than women. And I do think the death toll is is supporting that, though I don't have statistics on the top of my head. And um, I believe that it's aimed at people who genetically are coming from, like, uh, the Middle East, maybe even Africa, um, uh-huh. more than um, other uh, genetic groups. Um, some wow. of this has yet to be proven out, but it, without a doubt, he says, it has been, um, you know, created uh, with a purpose of bringing down the population. Because well, I could, the, yeah. the alliance between... That what I call the nasty ETs and the government, um, they would like to bring the human population down to one that would be able to provide necessary services and not be so abundant that we, you know, destroy the atmosphere, destroy everything that they want. So uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. What what can I say? And one of the things that makes his story even more believable is that uh, he was, <clears throat> after that information got posted, he had uh-huh. what I call um, the new style men in black appear at his home. And instead of being uh, dressed in the black suits and hats that are really like the 1950s style, they were uh-huh. um, dressed in more contemporary clothes, but they still acted very robotic, and they uh, essentially threatened him. So it's we're talking about, we have walked into a sci-fi world, and uh, it's, it's sadly, it's unbelievable, but sadly there's incredible evidence that it's very real. Well, this, this whole thing, I've, I've often said that, first of all, science fiction has always prepared us for what's coming in the future, and that's the purpose of it. And you you reminded me of a Twilight Zone um, episode that had um, aliens landing on the planet, and they were here to help us. They were here to bring peace. They were here to, you know, they 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 were they provided us with um, cures for things. And then it got to the point where people wanted to go visit their planet, and. Um, you know, they said, you know, yes, you know, we'll take you, but you know, you have to, you have to gain weight because the journey is long, and and you know, you have to have a, a sort of a, a protection of of fat around you. And they had a book that they showed everybody, and and it said to serve man, so that you know they came in peace and everything. And and the story went that you know one man was curious, and everybody around him were gaining weight so they could be on the first ship load out. And he worked on translating the the um the book further, and as he was watching you know people that he loved get on this spaceship, he's trying to tell him to get off, get off because to serve man is a cookbook right so, I did not um, see that episode, but um, I knew where you were headed with that, and uh fat <laughs> me up to uh to uh, make a, a a more tasty treat. It's so disgusting, it really really is oh it is. But but you know what really gets me, and and I want to get back to the virus stuff because before this really evolved and everything, I was getting. Now I don't have people like you do that give me really good, accurate information and stuff like that. What I get is more of a channel type of material. So I knew that um, it was it was you know it, it was orchestrated to be used for bio warfare. But the thing that got me the most with as I was bringing material through, um, w- one was it was meant to call the population. Two mm-hmm. is the, that it will wh- whoever has it. It's interesting to note, by the way, that I, I am hearing now that th- those people that that um, are dying from it are also, are also ones who have had um, a flu shot. Mm, but I didn't know that. What what gets me was if if you survive it, what I got was that it is causing sterility. So yeah, well, that that's intended. It, yeah, and but but the biggest part is that it wasn't released until they had um, an antidote for it, and the antidote was was and it was sort of shared with the people they wanted to make sure that they lived. And then it was released, so that there is an anecdote to it. Mm-hmm. And, and, they're not and a, we may have yes. key power people that would help out this system. Uh, they can be real cocky about going around without masks because maybe they already have the protection. Well, I think the interesting thing is that, that uh, a couple months before this whole this whole thing started, Nancy Pelosi went to Wusan. She went to China to the place where this thing was released. When did she do that? Um, it was within the last um, three, four months. It was before the virus became, you know, it, it, I think it may have even been before the release of the virus. But she went to Wuhan. Do you know what the and reason was that she was given why she went there? I, I don't know. Shopping spree? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe you can pick so you, up a you've couple given me another one of those those threads. I have to go and go to the end of them and see where they take us. Yeah, no, it's it's just it, it's so so. I I know uh, from a spiritual level 
you know, but I can't prove it. I just have the information, and it's 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 horrifying to see it start to to manifest. I do not feel it's coming back in the fall. I feel that's that's just a scare tactic, and um, and I think they're isolating us so that so that the appropriate people catch the virus. And mm-hmm. you know, they're they're hitting nursing homes. They're hitting, but but you look around and and not. Not anybody who is a major player in the world has caught it. Isn't that amazing? Didn't. Mm. Okay. I mean, the British Prime Minister did survive it, but right. aside from aside from that, um, not one major, really powerful person. Bill Gates hmm. hasn't gotten it. Soros hasn't gotten it. None. None. You know. And, and if it's this virulent, how come? I yeah, mean, there's a lot of there's like, there's there's a lot to to uh, find out about this. It's it's not what it seems, and uh, a lot of people have been watching Chris Como uh, because he had yeah. the disease and he kind of walked us all through it. So m- more people than usual were tuning into his show. And um, I have somebody his show is on now, so I have somebody else watching it for me. Uh, because he was going to have his blood analyzed because they said it was just totally strange. And so things that happened to his blood, <clears throat> even though it, it, things are showing up in his blood, that uh, even though he's uh, cleared of the disease now, so something's still kind of uh-huh. weird. Something's oh. still at work, and, and, and the fact that it's it's basically aimed at men at, in, at a certain age <clears throat> you know, range, too. Mm-hmm. So, right. so I'm wondering about the Georgia Stones and how they they are say you know on it among other things that they they say what the population of the world should be. Right. They have. The, I don't remember the number anymore, but they have what they consider an ideal number, and whoever yeah, I, put I, it up there or, or built those stones, I don't think that that person or that group has been um, really identified, unless you know something I don't know. Just that the one man that that was in charge of building it refuses to give out any information. He was a bank right. guy, and um, he won't he won't give out any information. And I would suspect whatever he knows is not you know is not accurate anyhow. But with those stones sitting out there, you just um, kind of anonymously sitting there in the middle of this this field kind of thing, and and waiting. For for I don't know I don't know for what but it mm-hmm. it, it, it it is just the weirdest thing ever that um, they're they're just sitting out there and when I look at the culling I, and I swear to you it's culling the population oh and, yeah uh, and, yeah and and our whistleblower said that they're definitely reducing the population and one thing I I, I went off on one direction and didn't complete something. And that is after we posted that um, deadly serious alert on our website, uh-huh. I was able to send out one group of email notices, which I do, I, and, and I know you get them. Uh, when uh-huh. we update the website, we normally send out uh, group mailings to let people know it's been updated. Um, I have to do it in a number of groups. I can't send them all out at once. I was able to send one group through and since then, I have, and that's we posted on the 23rd. Since then, I have not been able to even send a email with a copy or uh, a blind copy. Period. And we have yet to work out how we're going to get around that. But that was the wow. result of the one where we were revealing this information about uh, mm-hmm. the ET. Human yeah, and, alliance and, you know, is no good. That's that's when we got uh, shut down. Well, you know, I just they're uh, they're um, they have us so isolated that we can't really get together and brainstorm and connect the dots. And and I think that's part of the reason they're isolating us. I mean, you know, I'm 76, so I'm at risk, but. Um, the only person I'm at risk from are the cats these days. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, but they're 
I noticed how they they, they basically are hitting um, populations that are on the coasts, the the inland, um, and, and and Detroit is 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 kind of on the on the on coast too with your Great Lakes. So um, I think it has something to do with you know the places where we have the densest populations. And it has everything to do with that, and the reason, in my opinion, it started on the coast is because it's supposedly been brought in by other by people from other places, and the ports, the international ports, are the ones that are um, initially going to be hit the hardest. Now, they may be doing this way beyond, you know, just human-to-human transmission. It may be something they've... I don't know, blown into the air over certain places. I really do not know. My gut feeling, and it's only my gut feeling, so I have no proof for this. So, you know, nobody start looking at people and saying you're one of them. My feeling is that they sent infected people into certain areas. That's possible. That's very possible. You know, it was almost like they had an army of people that they sent into you know, designated places that were already infected, and and I do believe they were probably not infected. Well, they were they were probably sacrificial. They were probably told it won't kill you, but they they lied to them, and um, and and it's it's just you know, what what else amazes me is in California, the street people aren't having as much. You know, they aren't as infected as people in you know, downtown areas. So they're, they don't, really don't care if the street people die or not. What they care is if the people who are in the industry get it. Hmm. I found that fascinating. Hmm. We, have a lot of, um, we have a lot of things to still learn. We do. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think that I think just the fear that it might come back is enough. I don't think that, I don't think it'll come back. Uh, I, I think we may be hit with something else in another time frame. But um, I will tell you, I will have my masks and my rubber. I have. By the time this is all over, all of the all of the places I have ordered masks and rubber gloves from, from will you know will turn up on my doorstep, and I'll be able to have a fire sale of some sort <laughs> because I'll have so many pairs of gloves and so many masks but i will definitely keep on holding on to um to as as many of them as i can but the reality here is those those face masks the little paper ones they mm-hmm. don't pre- prevent anything from coming into you or you going i mean i think it's it's a placebo i don't think mm. it stops a virus like this that's, that's a good question. Me. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, it does make some kind of sense that um, we've all seen pictures of somebody sneezing with a black background so that you can see uh, the droplets going out. I mean, we've all seen those yeah. pictures. And that makes, so those yeah. would those would be carrying a virus. So, yes, the mask is going to help in that regard. Um, uh, I, I, I would still use the mask for a while until we learn something else. Oh, I've got plenty of masks now, but to me, that's saying that, that the time for needing them is is you know almost over. When it's sort of like when I get excited about something, it's usually about to be discontinued, or it's so old that it's antiquated. It's sort of like if I find a TV show I love, I can guarantee you it's going to be canceled. So, you know, the fact that I am prepared now tells me that, yeah, I'm not going to need it for very much longer. Well, it's going to be um, real interesting to see what happens now that we have states opening up for business again or at least partially open, opening up for business and to see within, you know, the next week if things begin to spike again. Um, it's, I suspect they will, I actually. No, I, I don't think they will. Hmm, okay, we got a bet going. Yeah, we do. You know, um <laughs> I, I I really think that this the isolation was on purpose, and and I don't think that I, I I think the virus will go away. I mean, it'll take out a lot of people before it goes. Don't get me wrong. I think the death rate will still go up, but I don't think I think they're going to. That's find what the bet was. A, that's what the bet was about. Okay. 
<laughs> I think in the but short I'll tell term. You, I'll, I'll tell you one other thing. I think, you know, uh, nine months to a year from now, we'll have a baby boom. Mm, oh, yeah, that's a real possibility. When all the lights went yeah. out in New York, I don't know when it was, but, you know, yeah. nine months after, <laughs> there, there, there was a baby boom in, in uh, there just was a baby boom. I remember that. Yeah. What um, What I'm going to be watching is a year from now, a year, 18 months from now, I want to see if the birth rate goes down. Oh, yeah, because then the effect of this would begin to mm-hmm. have an impact. But I think it's really yeah. important for people uh, to really pay attention to their gut feelings. Don't, you know, don't dismiss them. Uh, if you if that little gut feeling or, you know, your antenna goes up and something doesn't seem right, uh, I think we're living in a time where you better pay attention to it. And, oh, absolutely. Um, regarding ETs, I think you better be, um, I don't think we better be calling ETs in. The ones that are really going to help us will appear if we need them, and they uh-huh. usually appear more like um, um, the old masters uh, that can, you know, go in and out of dimensions. They are not the little uh, gray aliens or the reptilians or any of those. No. I think that for the most part, those are operating either as uh, human-like robots regarding the little grays. Um, uh-huh. But I don't think that for them. I don't think they are to be trusted offhandedly, and uh, we've got I, to pay yeah. attention to it. I've been getting calls. I feel like a counselor this week. I've been getting calls from people who are um, uh, being bothered now by um, dark energies, and and um, they can't decide if it's ET related or not. But there is this negativity that is rearing its head up. And that's why it's even more important for people to stay in alignment with uh, the creator, with the light, with that which is positive. And uh, I think it's um, uh, necessary for, you know, at least mental survival. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I I think that, you know, they have have created such fear in all of us. I don't know how long it's going to be, but probably a long time before I feel safe going into a restaurant. Um, um, I, I I wouldn't guess right now how long that's going to be. Yeah, and, and so they've created fear in us, and fear can do amazing things, especially when we're isolated. You know, mm-hmm. we create scenarios in our head that, that aren't real. And, and exactly like you said, so long as you can align yourself, so long as you can touch into that spirit within and make that connection to the cosmic energies that are out there, you're okay. And, and you know, it, it's it, this too shall pass, <laughs> and it will. But um, it, my feeling is that, that a lot of times people that, that, that think that they see grays or think that they see, you know, reptilians – if they're out there, and they probably are, they are more or less a, a virus on our society. Mm-hmm. And if you look upon them as a virus, you can you can you can survive a virus. You can alienate it by not seeing it because you don't believe in it. And it's it's sort of what what is that called? Of course, the word is not. It's a Gregor Gregory, Egory. Eg- Igori, yeah, an igori, an igori is a concept that you put such belief into it, you create it. Oh, okay. An egregore. Um, I, I I interviewed an author on it, and and I was fascinated by the fact that that it makes sense if you believe in something enough, if you you can you you literally create it within your reality. Okay, um, that concept has been. I didn't know. I still don't know the word you're using, but I certainly know the concept. Um, and and what happens is, you know, you you believe you have an, a dark energy around you, and and everything you've ever read on dark energies begins to manifest because that's what you believe is there. Um, it's like an anxiety attack. Sometimes right. you don't recognize an anxiety attack, and as soon as you recognize it for what it is, it goes away. So, um, um, it's a real primitive example, but thoughts uh-huh. are like um, when our thoughts are like a magnet. 
and if we dwell on a certain kind of thinking or perspective, uh-huh. we draw things to us that are like that. And I, I've seen I've seen that, you know, over and over and over again. So if you're going to dwell on the darkness, you're going to draw more of the darkness to you. Oh, yeah. Now, now, I don't know where the phrase comes from. I'd like to take credit for it, but I'm not sure I can. But um, it's really good, and if I did it, I'm so proud of myself. But it, huh. it's, it's, you, <laughs> you create your reality by your perception of it. Okay. And that's exactly what you were saying. It's, it's um, you know, I look upon this time frame here as a wonderful opportunity to get a lot of work done, to do some creative work, to to actually do some cleaning and stuff that I didn't want to do. But, but you know, I've been given the time to um, put my house in order in many ways, so mm-hmm. that so that so that this is a good experience for me and I'm I'm really looking upon it as a good experience because I don't want to get into the poor me poor me poor me bit because then everything comes down and everything you know becomes icky and you know it's 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 really again it's your perception if you're looking upon this as a difficulty or or being in prison and being held prisoner and not having you know you can weave that into an awful thing, and you can make yourself sick that way. So, I agree. So um, turn it around, you know. Uh, am I excited that I have all this time to do all of this extra work? Not particularly, but the creative stuff I am. <laughs> I have books I need to read. I have, you know, I have exciting things to do, and I now have the time to do it, and it's really a cool experience. So, um when life gets back to semi-normal, and it will never be the same, um, there are going to be moments when I look back on having all of the time in the world to myself and wishing I had done more than I had the time for. Gotcha. I'm sure so, I'm sure many people feel that way, too, you know. Well, I, 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 know, I'm, I you know I get people calling all the time, and, and while I am a spiritual counselor, I really, you know, some of some of them are above my my pay grade or my credentials. So, you know, you have to back up. I did want to. We did get slightly off topic. I did want to. Um, I did want to talk just briefly because we don't have a long time here. But those translucent UFOs over Lake Kiwi in South Carolina are fascinating. I have never seen translucent UFOs before. Have you? Um, not this close to the ground. I've seen things in the air that seem to uh, uh, morph and change. Uh, and for your your listeners, it pretty much has a circular shape. And we had the the woman who took the picture. She was able to get two pictures before it dove into the lake. And uh-huh. it the shape from one picture to the other within that circle changes. So um, there's just so many. Uh, technology things that are beyond at least what I know that I can't give you a real good explanation for it. Um, But the phenomena of diving into lakes is not new. We've had other reports of that happening. Um, And, you know, go ahead. I can give you what I got when I saw the picture. Okay. the The translucence that you saw was the energy field surrounding the object. That could very well be true. Um, you know, and I looked at it and I said, well, of course, that's the energy field, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, the, the coming in and out of water. I mean, Christopher Columbus even saw um, a an object come out of the Oh, wait, wait, the wait, ocean. wait, wait. Now, now you've dove into something that, uh, that I absolutely know something about. I was okay. on San Salvador Island um, at the time of the um, discovery, uh, October 12th, um, of course, you know, a couple hundred years later, uh, when uh-huh. Columbus landed. And in his logbook, which I, at the time I was doing my research, uh, you know, read at least those portions of it, he talked about a light, uh, you know, kind of going up and down, ebbing and flowing from the ground. Well, when I was on the island that at that same time period in October, it was like mosquito season. And so I was with some of the the native people on the island, and they would build these these bonfires, and whenever they would throw 
uh, more wood on their mosquito fires, it would send lights up into the sky. And I'm one who tends to think that that's what he was seeing. I would, you know, that certainly is a possibility. I'm wondering in his entrance in the log, where was the ship at that time? Was it close to shore or was yeah, it in it was, the middle of the it ocean? Was, no, they could see. I mean, they were approaching land. Um, you're, oh, okay. uh, this is information I did back, oh, God, late 70s maybe? It was a long time ago. So uh-huh. I can't pull the facts up real quickly for you, but that is always stuck in my mind because I saw it happen. That's phenomenal. Well, okay, we'll cross that off then. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but... I, it, it could well, very well have been UFOs. Um, I just... I would have to have more proof than the diary of um, Columbus to believe it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I My impression had been that he was at sea when it happened. So, you know, they were, either, they were approaching. I think shortly after that they landed, and they actually went around, I think, to the opposite side of the island because it was safer to um, to land. It was more of a harbor. Um mm-hmm. So they may have been bobbing out there waiting for daylight to go around to the other side. But they were close. Either they could see the land or they were just about to see the land. Oh, that's so cool. Well, you know, th- there you go. You know, it's it's uh, with most of these things there is a logical explanation, and it's when you don't have the logical explanation that it becomes a really cool thing. Well, don't think that I so, don't believe that UFOs are real and that they could very well have been during that time period. But um, Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I totally believe that they're real. It's just that today I think that there is always a, a, a far greater question as to is this ours, is this oh, Japan's yeah. or Japan's or Russia's or whoever, um, right. who else, a number of, of countries. Um, have been working. I mean, look at what Germany did. For heaven's sakes, they had created them in the in the what thirties, forties. Mm-hmm. So um, they're out there, and and it's it's kind of like yes, you saw it's, a UFO. Now, now, was it made in Japan? Was it made in the USA? Was you know? Was it from somewhere or, or, else? That's the reason you and I did a a show uh, last month, I believe, where I focused uh-huh. on the giant ones around the um, the sun which are bigger than Jupiter, absolutely could not have been made by any humans that you and I know. And, uh-huh. you know, there's no way you can blow those away. Um, I know you told me that you have a uh, new um, outlet for your shows. Why don't you do a plug for yourself and tell them maybe how they could get to that uh, uh, show with the, the giant UFOs around the sun because you were able oh. to include some of the pictures of those. Yeah, that's um it's on the um it's on the YouTube channel, com. Check that out. Uh, all of all of the shows are, are there and of course on my website com. and I have the honor of having Mary Joyce on my show um once a month and uh her website is spectacular. It's skyshipsovercashiers.com. Um an amazing website. You can get lost in it, especially in the archives. I mean, you just never come up for air if you go to the archives. Um, I highly recommend it, but do it on a full stomach. Oh, because you can't take a break. <laughs> You're very kind. But don't you have don't you have a um, a new service that uh, carries your shows now? Oh, it's on Talkstream. Uh, yeah, the show is on Talkstream Live, Stitcher. Um, oh gosh, iHeartRadio. It's on um, Amazon Music. It's it's on the show is carried on thirteen different servers. So wonderful. Um, almost any almost any server you have, you'll find Nightlight on, and um, it's a, it's a very exciting time to be able to touch into people around the world. And it, it's such an honor to have you on, Mary. It's it's so cool to be able to sit and talk with you, and 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 we're down to the last twenty seconds or so. So you want to put okay. your your stuff out there? <laughs> uh, uh, other than uh, go to skyshipsovercashers dot com, and uh, uh, I encourage people to you know check out what's recently been put up there. 
but the archives are packed with things that will be new to most people, so don't hesitate oh, to go geez. dive into those. And if you want to see pictures yeah. of some of the, uh, you know, UFOs closer to Earth, um, uh-huh. go. Um, 2015 was a very active year, so go into the um, 2015 archives of the photo section. Yeah, and if you go to Blog Talk Radio and you want to catch the shows that Mary has been on, uh, all of the pictures, the last last month's show, all of the pictures are on the Blog Talk show. They're they're in the um, the uh, slideshow that goes on as we are talking. So uh, it is it I you could you could talk forever on Mary's website. So that's Skyships over cashiers. It's Fabulous. And thank um, you for having me on the show again. I always enjoy talking to you. Well, I look forward to talking to you next month. You t- stay well and stay out of trouble. All righty. <laughs> Good night. I'll try to do the same. <laughs> Good night now. And thank you everybody for listening. I really, really appreciate your being with us. Please check us out on the YouTube channel and if you like what you see, please subscribe. We sure could use the numbers. Take care. Stay well, out of trouble, and healthy. Good night now.